Hi everyone and welcome to the Curve Mindset Podcast. Today we're joined by Fraser Reynolds. Fraser is a cricket development officer. In today's discussion we talked about the growth mindset of young kids and also that what it takes to coach at a lower level and a high level. Thanks and enjoy. Hi everyone and welcome to the Curve Mindset Podcast. Today we're joined by Fraser Reynolds. How are you Fraser? Fraser? I'm good, how are you Laurie? I'm very well, thanks. Could you just give us a basic background about yourself? So yeah, so I am a cricket coach and development officer working in the sort of east of Scotland, central Scotland. I have been coaching since I was 14 um, and it's always been a big passion of mine and basically that's my journey has taken me through multiple education and then through multiple jobs in the sports world as well. So you said you started um, coaching at 14, what was your role? So when I was 14 I started with my local football club, um, working as an assistant coach there. Um, coaching was always something that was quite big in my mind as something I wanted to do and when the opportunity came up I got s- stuck straight in. Worked there for three or four years as an assistant coach, did a little bit of leading some of the teams as well as I as the team progressed when other coaches were out and I was working with kids that were about two years younger than me so it was quite a close age group but it was quite a good learning experience at that time um, for me in terms of what coaching was. So how did you deal with that then with the, the age group? So when I was um, coaching sometimes you've got people are older than you, some people are younger than you, so how did you kind of just deal with the, the younger ones? Um, it was a hard, it, it was hard when they don't always see you as that much older than them, but I think a lot of it was building the connection to the players, building that relationship, that social side, and that was probably straight away one of the things that got me into my current coaching style was that I realised that trying to be too authoritarian, if you don't have perhaps the age difference to them, they don't see you as that, so you need to create that connection with the players and then you build their respect that way rather than just by outlining black and white what you want them to do. Yeah, and that's the social aspect, you know, which is a big, big aspect of the um, mindset. Um, going on, you studied at uh, Stirling University. What did you study and what were the challenges and the success of it? Um, yeah, so I decided to go back to uni a couple of years ago to try and enhance my sports coaching knowledge and just see where what else was out there to and it really did kickstart a learning journey for me around loads of stuff um, and what I'm doing now in terms of the amount of learning I'm doing. But going back to Sterling, I did a master's in sports coaching. So it was a year long course, so I was combining it full time with working part time as a development officer as well. Um, but one of the big things about it was the sort of the coaching as learning side of it. So it wasn't looking at coaching purely in the X and O's and in doing just drill based that sort of thing it was really looking at the philosophy behind it and all the underpinning and that's probably where I first was able to kind of clarify some of the ideas around growth mindset and mindset in general um, because suddenly I had the theory to back it up from some of my learning experiences in coaching it helped to fill that and it really did 
across a number of different modules and different lectures, it really did help me to kind of focus in on what my path wanted to be going forward as a coach. And what were the kind of challenges, you know, because sometimes there's uh, some courses, that, sorry, some modules that don't really relate to the course, but there are some that are really, really good. We're just wondering what your what challenges were for them. Yeah, the challenges, certainly, I mean, when I'd done previous courses in terms of HND and that, there was some stuff that was slightly more biomechanical, so we didn't have any of that this time in terms of challenging away from what I was comfortable with. But one of the big things was the need for it to, to be academic as well as so a lot of the experience I had was was right for what we need to do but in a lot of it it was the digesting the academic papers and that sort of side of things which I hadn't really had the practice in or the experience for a while which really presented some of the challenges around making sure I could get my points across in a way that was acceptable for the MSc side of it well I was getting the learning the biggest challenge was kind of demonstrating that learning to the lecturers yeah definitely and I'm just a uh, time that's a big thing at the moment you know a lot of students struggle with the timing I'm just wondering if that was the kind of how you kind of work with your time management yeah so timing was definitely a challenge because I was working coaching working part-time as a development officer as well as doing this course and also everything that just comes with daily life as it goes on different ended up having different flat moves and that during the course which wasn't an ideal situation um, but a lot of it was just it did kind of push me in terms of some late nights working on stuff um, but really it did it was a good learning experience of how much you need to put the detail into timing and how much you need to segregate your life up to be able to hit some of these stuff sometimes you are just grabbing an hour in between stuff to do some work but the more you have that planned out with a clear focus I think the more you go and a little bit for me as well is as I was starting to learn more about the mindset stuff and the way that learning can happen it was really trying to embody that myself and that kind of gave the motivation to be able to actually work with in that rather than just thinking oh I'll just take this evening off I knew I kind of had to keep going on that learning journey if it was actually going to achieve anything so I think that certainly was a key part of that having that mindset to keep learning to keep pushing yourself and trying to achieve something out of it rather than just accepting oh it's, it's too busy it's too much going on it was always about trying to overcome those challenges yeah and like kind of giving up a lot of it because I know the it's like you've got off and even off but I can actually if I spend an hour uh, I could, for example I'm going to watch the football but there's a, an hour before that I could actually just do a view of work beforehand and therefore the tomorrow the to-do list is actually getting less and less and I think through the you know, social aspects out there, but also having that kind of mindset of can I put my mind to doing an hour's work and then my reward is the football instead of just an hour of just kind of mucking about you. But um, going on, you were a you were a community development officer. Um, where was this, and what did the job involve? So currently, I'm working with still from what it was last year was working with Livingston Cricket Club. Um, so it's a post specific to that club, um, looking to try and develop membership of that club, get with both adults and juniors and really try and grow membership numbers and also a love for cricket in the schools. So obviously in Scotland cricket, while it's growing, it's still not seen as a mainstream sport but actually it has a lot of good potential, not even as your main sport but as loads of skill acquisition stuff around fundamental movement patterns and that the throwing, catching, hitting. So it's something that we're trying to push into schools to try and replace 
stuff like rounders that have been traditionally done. Um, so basically I work for about 20 hours a week going into school delivering that and building the club up as well. So I'm building a structure around our junior section that's hopefully going to be sustainable in terms of membership and in terms of culture driving it forward and growing the club into something that is going to challenge as one of the bigger clubs in Scotland. And the challenge is, as you said, cricket's not one of the bigger sports, but how do you kind of get the, the children's mindset on, you know, is it winning, is it game-like, is it skills? So what's the best way to try and get the, the kids uh, totally involved? So basically I base most of my practices on the game at the end of the day because that is the thing that's going to challenge the kids the most. Um, making it fun, but fun doesn't always have to just be mucking around. It can be making them challenge a skill. And a lot of the stuff I do when I'm going into schools it presents a really good possibility for giving the children a challenge that they haven't had before because they maybe come in, they don't know about it and straight away a lot of them are saying I can't do this, I can't hit a moving ball that's bouncing as well and it gives a really good point to actually build on a mindset perspective and say look, all we're looking to do today is if you can hit that moving ball, that is you achieved your exceptional for the day because that is a challenge for you to overcome and by giving them it in that challenge format for each individual task and skill as well as putting that into the game it really helps them to actually identify with the sport and from my point of view it has I think it's seen a lot of benefit in them actually enjoying their performance around the sport as well and I think it does put it in a new light compared to other sports they might get that they just come in they either do some drills from it or they play a bit of a game it just doesn't quite you know doesn't it have doesn't, the same effect yeah it doesn't have the same effect and I think we're all about challenging the kids and making sure that they can get some learning out of it and that certainly has been a great benefit. And for me as well, being able to take what we're developing as a club culture into the schools so that they can then identify, actually, this is what we're going to get at club training as well. It's been fantastic um, for them. Uh, again, what, what, can you tell us maybe a kind of time when a young kid was struggling, 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 and then, you know, gave up, but kind of went, well, oh, do you know what, I don't want to play this anymore. But you actually just keep on working and working and working them. Is there anything like that you've kind of worked on? Yeah, I mean, part of the thing as well is, so maybe looking at the club perspective, um, without being, without giving away too many players' names or that, we've got a young kid that has had issues staying in sport before through behavioural issues or anything like that. Um, and, you know, he started off a few years ago very much into one or two sessions but had outbursts and had was basically on that tipping point of maybe not coming back but what we've managed to do is create the culture around it and get him one of his big things is interacting socially with other kids and one of the big things we've done by building a social culture around it forgetting about the skills to start off with building that social culture we've seen as number of times coming along to train and increase his enjoyment out of it we, I can certainly see the interaction between me and him now as a lot stronger um, and then that is leading him to hit skills and from where he was before if he maybe got out in cricket or he didn't do something right he would get very annoyed with himself and that could send him on a spiral of being off for the whole session but now he's actually moving to that point where you'd normally expect a kid that maybe has that failure then goes on to try and achieve the next time and suddenly it's been that change in mindset away from you know, if you don't succeed at something, that's it. And it's no longer having that fixed mindset idea that that's all you can do. It's moving on to that, oh, actually now, yeah, okay, I didn't achieve that, but now I have achieved it. And that's certainly brought him into participation. I think it has a really strong 
effect on a lot of kids and there's a little ad hoc stuff in schools as well where we see kids that are disengaged in the class whether that be through just getting them to keep score for us um, I've got a range of different clickers like the nightclub bouncers have that allow us to keep score in different games but that can be quite a good way to actually get them in per each element and that really does help engage them in the process and slowly but surely you see them actually coming back into the sport away from what they were before yeah and as I said you have to believe in the person to believe in the player you know yeah. it's just about having that mindset of just you know what might not the first time might not the second time but just keep on working and I you know what it's just if one percent is better you know it's always better than you know zero you know and moving on um is it Cricket uh, Fourth Valley? What was this uh, and the challenges and successes of that? So Cricket Fourth Valley started off working with them um, within their development centre. So that was working with um, some kids from loads of different clubs across the region um, who came into this development centre to improve. So what so kids give them a better opportunity at the higher end. Um, but the thing is, with such a diverse population across Scotland in cricket, it has a real variety in the kids that were coming across. And I think one of the things we found straight away was that not all the kids were on what would be a performance level in terms of their ability. But I think one of the, or even within their mindset, they, some of the kids were getting put forward by the clubs, but they weren't really ready for that next stage on their development. So I think one of the things we've done to really try and change that is to slowly introduce it as more of a learning area, just regardless of, it's definitely a lot more difficult when you're trying to do the multi-ability groups but really try and make sure every again going back to that player centered approach no longer not talking about every player with different skills but talking about them as individual people and trying to make sure they achieve something out of it now I'm also doing a little bit of work in schools for them as well to try and help promote some of the clubs in those local areas and again it's just about giving them that opportunity to achieve something especially with the kids that maybe aren't engaged in other sports they've got a chance to come to a sport that actually they can then go on and see their future and see that they've got potential rather than just saying, oh well, he's played football since he's three so he's a lot better than me. It's given, it's actually a really good one for leveling the playing field in a lot of classes because you've got some great athletes out there that play football, rugby, hockey that can show off when other sports come in because so little players have played cricket, it really does bring a different perspective to them and to their actual experience of sport. No, definitely and there's another thing it's um, champion culture coaching yeah. uh, can you tell us what that is and the kind of problem setting up so for me one of the things I've been looking to do is start my own sort of business on the side of the stuff I'm doing um, to try and just diversify into other areas but the champion culture coaching idea came kind of came about from really starting to understand lately that it is about the culture you create and the social aspects um, and the psychosocial aspects of performance and growth mindset and really creating everyone can be a champion it might not always be in the sport that you're doing but at least if you get them those skills of understanding of having a growth mindset of understanding how to improve then you're able to really influence their life so part of the thing we're trying i'm trying to do with that is to deliver sports development programs and individual coaching but based around that element of culture of growth mindset of becoming a champion and I think a lot of that's been influenced by some of the stuff I've been doing in terms of my own learning some of the books that I'm reading and all that sort of thing and seeing that while you know there's always the debate about nature and nurture and all that sort of thing I think it's obvious it's accepted that you know there is maybe some genetic elements that 
influence different sports like you can't be a good basketball player if you're five foot three really but you can have that champion mindset to overcome different things and I think that really is the core of this business um, but part of the problem setting it up is just time management again and being able to have the time to go in and also a little bit of being able to sell the fact that we're working on skills that maybe aren't going to be obviously apparent so you could have a technical coach coming in to say this is you know I'm going to make you better at this skill if you're going to tell them they're going to have a better mindset it's a, it's a slightly harder sell to some parents as well as to say you might not notice it straight away but and it's also hard as a coach to find the tangible factors to interact with the kids but it's certainly something that I'm looking to develop long term and really not just work with athletes but work with sports clubs to try, try and create the sort of culture that is going to influence growth mindset in their kids as well and hopefully educate a few coaches who maybe don't have the time to really look into the research or look into different learning opportunities that actually probably the social and the cultural aspects come first before anything else. If you've got that good foundation then everything else can grow off of that. Yeah, and it just all links into, you know, like um, I read a lot of uh, books and podcasts on kind of mindset and you know it's just amazing that just the small smallest wee thing can uh, perk your day up you know yeah. really gets you going um, you've got a variety of different qualifications um, what was the the biggest challenge to try and you know work with different kind of qualifications and obviously you have a it's vital to have a variety of kind of qualifications and learning you know for the growth mindset what do you think of that um, yeah I think for me it's been as you say it's been vital to actually see loads of different perspectives and I think because I did deviate away for sport for a little while into sort of the business world but still saw that regardless of what whether it's sport or business the same aspects of culture are the same part of the problem though is the world we live in it tends to be you need the right qualification to fit somebody's role so most cricket jobs will not employ anyone without the cricket coaching qualifications of a UK CC. Football will not employ people that don't have the relevant licenses from football and while there is obviously a degree of this needy, nobody really acknowledges that sort of deeper understanding of sport and I think part of that's been the problem with progression as well is because I deviated into business for a while it was difficult to get back into the sports world and while I thought a lot of the ideas around that, I did work with events and marketing and the ideas and the social aspects of that as well which really gave me what I thought was a really good underpinning to actually be able to go into sport and sports development and really influence that actually a lot of people don't see that uh, and it does make a difference when you then go on to do something like the MSC that actually there's still while it was open to everyone there's still that expectation of a little bit of a level of knowledge so in terms of some of the sports specific research ideas it became a little bit harder to actually get involved with that straight away um, but again I think just knowing that you can go from one area to another is a really good way of just learning that actually you can overcome loads of different challenges and it sets you up for a better aspect of life. Now, can you tell us what the, the biggest uh, or the hardest qualification you've kind of gained or the most enjoyable one? I mean I definitely think doing the MSC has been the most enjoyable aspect because I think it, well, it was the most difficult as well because it's of a higher level. It's the highest level of learning. It's got loads of different um, aspects to do the dissertation as well, and combine that with work, etc. Was a really challenge, not just on time, but also on my academic ability to present something that 
was off the standard that was going to pass that was really difficult and partly in my own head that I want to achieve as much as I can so sometimes you know you're always striving for the best and if it doesn't quite get there you can be a little hard on yourself but certainly it was the enjoyment was there and actually overcoming that and I think the ability to be exposed to the learning of so many different people some great lecturers that I had that had some really good ideas and some ideas that fitted mine some that challenged mine but actually gave a really good point to have good discussions rather than just all right okay that's what he says and I can write that down that level of challenge of thinking okay I wouldn't agree with that but it changed a lot of the you know some of the ideas around um, block practice versus randomized and some of the ideas around um, that and the game centered training really emerged to get me thinking at a lot higher level so definitely if it if, and the way that it's allowed me to go on and learn further and I'm, con I'm probably doing more learning now than I did throughout the MSC purely because I'm so more so much more engaged in it and actually seeking out as many sources as possible um, to get a diverse learning and I think it just has been a really good platform for me and I think for sports coaches in general to have something that allows them to see beyond maybe the national governing bodies framework then you can be a lot more critical in how you digest the information and that could be that once you see something you think you are able to pick it apart and then if it is successful then you can say yeah that was that's a great initiative or you can see the different challenges but definitely something that totally, totally agree because the I, I'm always thinking should I go to uh, back to uni to my fourth year but then time consuming I've got yeah. a job it's very hard but then as you said you know the, the aftermath of uni is actually where you learn the most where you actually put it into practice uh, can you just tell us uh, what's next for you what's the next you know? um, well continue to develop um, try to spread the message around the sort of champion culture coaching idea but also um, I am experiment we are I am looking where a couple of uni lecturers are possibly going back and doing a PhD again as you say it's the time and it's the financing of sports research isn't got the same level of financing that perhaps um, medicine or anything like that has and rightly so medical breakthroughs are going to make more of an impact but I think there's still an eye there's still an angle where actually we can look what we're kind of potentially going to explore is looking at the relationship between coach education and learning to be to create cultures and create that growth mindset and how that may have an impact on health for the future because I think a lot of health projects so far that focus with sport maybe are missing the fact that it actually takes the right type of coach with the right ideas right philosophy to actually make that impact and if it's purely turn up to football and do some drills as opposed to turn up and learn about the game and interact with different people and get that understanding of the social aspects and that then kicks on to their wider life will have more of a impact so that's certainly something that I'm exploring just now and I would like to just enhance my learning and constant and probably doing a PhD although you know when I left uni the first time I said I'm never going back to do a master's I'm never going back to do anything else because that was kind of at that time as being set but as I've evolved I'm just it's and I don't think at school I ever would have thought I would be contemplating doing a PhD but um, I do want to continue also doing the practical coaching work as well because I think it's really important not to get bogged down in any academic aspect of it and actually get out and do that practical work because that's where you're going to learn the most is through the interactions with other coaches and with the kids and adults that you're coaching. 
Yeah, definitely, because we spoke to Dan Abrams um, a couple weeks ago and it was very much like you could read a thousand books or you could read a thousand things online. But again, if you're not putting it in context, like you're not actually dealing with it, then there's no point. You could be, you know, the best, you know, coach in the world when it comes to talking, but when it comes to actually doing the stuff, you know, you that's where you get found out and how how hard you need to work to try and you know be the best you can be. You know, and having that uh, passion. Uh, just a final question: um, Where can people find your work? Are you on Twitter? Or? Um, yeah, so I'm on Twitter. Uh, my handle is at Fraz Reynolds. Um, and also for the as with the champion culture coaching there will be a website getting launched soon um, as soon as I've got all the information on it I want to make sure there's enough information on it before launching it um, and it will just be champion culture coaching um, and then the there is a Twitter handle for that as well which is uh, CHP culture coach um, that is live but there's nothing on it just now but hopefully that will be out in the next few weeks. Thanks again Fraser, it's been really great talking no to you. Thanks for listening. Any feedback, tweet us at The Curve Mindset or email us at thecurvemindset at gmail.com. Thanks.